0: Remember when you were searching and you would think you would find something and it would just go away. Search and think this was it and it would just go away. But the day that you found Jesus, you knew that He's all that you needed. No one else can make your heart feel, no one else can change your heart. And I'm thankful that not I can only call Him my Lord and Savior, but He calls me His friend. Lord, we just honor you tonight. We praise you. We glorify and magnify your name. Lord, and I pray that right now that we lay all aside all that may distract us or we're thinking about, not worry about tomorrow. But, Lord, that tonight, as we already know your presence is here, that you would anoint our ear to hear your word and our heart to receive your word tonight, Lord. Lord, we're asking for an outpouring. We're asking that we leave this place changed, Lord. Let us surrender all to you tonight. Father, we just praise you for this time. I pray that you bless the tithe and offering. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Uh, If you want to bring it down or maybe somebody take it up. Tonight is just different all the way around. We had a lakeside... uh, I said Lakeside Boy Band, just, uh, just jokingly, but uh, obviously Sades joined us to break that monotony up, and uh, we're thankful for that. Um, I uh, periodically—well, not periodically—once about every six months, I'll text Terrence a list and give it to him and say, "Hey, you're preaching," <laughs> and uh, he he uh, he he uh, says, "Okay," <laughs> and uh, but. We're thankful that they're here. We're thankful that you're here, and we're believing tonight that uh, He's just going to have His way. I thought you were singing a solo over there. (laughs) uh (laughs) Where's that other mic? You want the handheld, right?
1: Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand here tonight? (laughs) I never asked for fancy introductions. And um, I never get them. No, I'm joking. Nah, no, no. No, but I don't. I don't. Thankfully, you know, I don't demand that. I'm not a bishop. Nothing like that. Um, but uh, it's good to be here tonight. Amen. Did you bring your Bibles? Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Second Corinthians chapter six here tonight. And uh, I'm just thankful to be able to minister tonight. Thank you, Brother Jason, for the opportunity. And um, we're we're excited for all that's going on at Lakeside we got multiple babies on the way. We got all kind of stuff. So if people don't want to come, we're we're growing anyway, right? <laughs> Amen. And uh we're still going to be here. Amen. But uh we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 here tonight reading just two verses. I'm going to be honest with you 100%. Lay it all out there. This is not <laughs> a message and I've told the Lord this repeatedly that I would choose to preach amen I would rather preach something that's going to tell you that how to get a lot of money or that's going to tell you that it's going to be smooth sailing from here to glory but this is going to be a little bit different than that amen and I'm going to be honest uh, if you're a preacher you shouldn't enjoy preaching controversial messages amen and um, this this may be one of those but either way, we, didn't, we don't do it for, for likes or, or dislikes, none of that. We do it because we're called, amen. So we're going to be reading two verses here tonight. Uh, verses 17 and 18, the Apostle Paul writing said, Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Amen. He said, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you unto myself. And I want to minister on the subject tonight, gray areas, right? Gray areas, question mark, is going to be my title here tonight. In the church, there's a lot of gray areas because uh, we we want definitions on what is right and what is wrong, Um, but I'm afraid that these gray areas aren't as gray as we may like them to be. So I want to minister tonight on the subject gray areas. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name here tonight. Lord, I thank you for your grace, your mercy. I pray that you would anoint me now. Lord, I pray that you would help me not to preach uh, my own opinions, my own thoughts. Help me to do no violence to your word. Let no one be discouraged by anything that I might say, but help me to preach that which only is truth and nothing but the truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen. On Looking back at Wednesday night, We had quite a few of our young people there, and many of them are here tonight, or at least a few of them, and we have been in justification by faith for ever since the turn of the year, really, and and as the Lord occasionally would lead me elsewhere, I might go there for one uh, Wednesday night, but other than that, we've tried to stay in Romans chapter 5, and on Wednesday in particular, we had a miracle take place, amen, miracle. Now... I'm going to tell you how it happened. I had been, I, I, I wanted to go there, Romans 5, talking about, talking about uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. No more glorious of a message you can preach than that. That's what I had desired to preach, but the Lord had given me this title, Gray Areas, the night before. I didn't, I, thought, I knew it was for this service, but I didn't know, woke, waking up Wednesday morning, I didn't think it was going to be for Wednesday night. But we've been having our young people give a devotion uh, before we get into the Word, just about every week. And I'm going to tell you, there's about 31,000 scriptures. Say, Terrence, did you count them? No, I looked it up. Amen. But 31,000 scriptures in the Bible. I had had this title, Gray Areas, flowing all through me, and my thoughts were just going nonstop, began to write them down. And uh, I had had another passage of scripture for this. But as a preacher, you have to be careful not to bend the passage to your thoughts. Amen. But this would have been the other scripture that I would have came out of and standing right there where Brother Jason's sitting at this moment, I had no notes, had nothing, but I knew this scripture, or it was going to be Romans chapter 5. And who was given a devotion that day? Sister Mary Franklin. Amen. And out of 31,000 scriptures, she turned to this very one Wherefore, come out from among them, be you separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you unto myself. Amen. And if that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. I'm te- right now, I don't know what is other than that. I'd ask the Lord for confirmation repeatedly. Two minutes before I'm preaching, because she don't give a devotion longer than that. Two minutes before I am step in the pulpit, I get that confirmation. Come out from among them and be separate. But looking at this particular... could Paul's writing to the Corinthians at this time. At that time, there were some 600,000 residents in that city, it's believed, and this could be referred to as something, you could imagine it as that of a Las Vegas uh, today, that it was that same kind of feel. It was a narrow uh, strip of land, um, but it was filled with every stripe of immorality you could imagine. I'm talking there there was prostitution ran rampant, immorality in every fashion. Uh, sports were a huge thing there, boxing, all that was just what that city was. And it was so bad that some, if you were living a a, a bad lifestyle, a wrong way of life, traveling a wrong path, you could be called a Corinthian because it was just, if you were a Corinthian, it was just a slang term. If If you were bad off, you were a Corinthian, they might call you, because it was just that bad. But the Apostle Paul, writing to them, said, come out from among them. Come out from the world and be you separate. I can imagine Paul's heart beating out of his chest as he's coming to this city to minister the gospel because the immorality that ran rampant at this time. But he pulled no punches here, amen? And he said, he didn't say, come out a little bit. He didn't say, come out halfway. He didn't say, come out one foot. He said, come out 100%, be you separate, saith the Lord. Not Paul. Amen. Not any other apostle, but thus saith the Lord. Amen. And we need more preachers that are preaching that. What saith the Lord? Not what they think saith the Lord, but what saith the Lord. And this is one of the few times in the New Testament where it's directly thus saith the Lord. Amen. Come out from among them. But What are you talking about gray areas? Now, before we go there, let me say this, because I'm going to get, I'm reading mail tonight, amen, cleaning out closets tonight, because we like to preach a general sermon, and I do that all the time, justification, sanctification, uh, glorification, rapture of the church, second coming of Christ, but this is a little more personal. But I would ask you to let the Holy Spirit deal with you as we travel through this. And I've begged God all week, don't let me preach my opinions, please. Because it ain't about me. It's just not. I know what I think. I know what I believe. But you don't got to live to my standards. Amen. But his. But before I go there, let me say this. Anyone can come through those doors and they're welcome. I don't care if you're wearing a a a a, I almost called it a little, little slang, but if you're wearing a tank top, amen, you'll, you'll catch that later, but if you're wearing a white tank top, if you're wearing short shorts and you're a guy, short shorts and you're a girl, I don't care if your skirt goes above your knees or not, I don't care if you've been doing dope. Don't care if you've been drinking alcohol. Don't, be, don't care if you've been cussing out your wife. Don't care if, if, if your wife's cheating on you, God forbid. But you're welcome in this church because when your heart is hurting, when your heart's aching, when your heart's bleeding, you need to be here. Amen. The devil would love for you to go elsewhere. Amen. The devil, would there ain't too many places to go in Denver. Amen. You ain't got many options. What are you gonna do? Go sit at just at the lake and just watch it flow? No. Are you can go to Denver Days? This isn't you gotta make an effort. But this is where you need to be, no matter the trial, no matter the storm, no matter the struggle. But I'm gonna get real here tonight. I'm gonna be just dead honest because now, gray areas, why do you label it that? Why that title has been in me? I can't even describe how strong it's been in me. We got the big five, right? We know smoking's wrong, drinking's wrong. That's became a gray area, unfortunately. We know cussing's wrong, adultery's wrong, fornication's wrong, lying's wrong. We know those are wrong. But gray areas, because the Bible don't say, hate to break it to you, the Bible doesn't say that you can smoke pot. Amen? The Bible doesn't say that it's wrong to smoke pot. Right? The Bible doesn't say it's wrong to wear this or wear that. Amen. The Bible doesn't say these particular things. And like I said a moment ago, we want definitions, though. You don't need a definition. Amen. You got the Holy Ghost inside you. And it's like what someone said. It's one thing, brother, if you're riding down the road and it says 55 miles an hour, you're going 70. It's another thing if there's a trooper sitting there. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost living inside you. He's going to tell you what to do, what not to do. Amen. And if you love God, which I believe most, if not everyone in here does, then you want to serve him. You want to please him. You want to do that which is right. And he'll tell you which is right and wrong, but we want to hold on to things. Amen. And... uh But I want to tell you here tonight, while certain things aren't directly outlined in the word of God as being wrong, your conscience can be greatly affected, can be devastated. Your walk with God's sensitivity to the Holy Spirit can be devastated. Reputation can be damaged, destroyed. Amen. I'm just getting real. This is is what it is. Amen. Because this is our mindset. Well, brother, I ain't going to hell. So I guess it is what it is. I can do it. Rock on, baby. Amen. I'm turning on them. I don't even know these guys nowadays. What is it? Tim McGraw? <laughs> That's a bad, I don't know where that came from. That's old four, but there's, there's, you, but, but so riding down the road, you might think, brother, I can listen to this. I can listen to that because I ain't in church. God is in that car. The Holy ghost is in you. <laughs> You're a temple of the Holy ghost. Amen. So you ain't got much of a choice. And I'm sorry, but that's a greater thing that I would want to mess with. Now, let me say this before I go any further. I know this battle. Amen? About to get super real right now. I know this battle. I ain't even going to describe some of the things I've done after being saved because you guys might stone me. Amen? But some would think, Brother Terrence, you did that and you're still saved. You ain't saved. Well, by the grace of Almighty God, through the cross of Calvary, through faith in the blood of the Lamb, I'm still saved because I believe. But when your mindset is "I can do this and still get the glory," you're on the, that's a wrong mindset. Wrong mindset. You got to be at these altars, asking God, begging God to forgive you. Because if you travel that road, again, the conscience can be affected, and you will start to think this is okay. Well, I guess God understands, and Bible says if you practice these things—not if you, do, which it does, right? If you practice certain sins, you will go to hell. But if you do it once, really, you won't. Amen. But you'll take that further and further. There's a deceitfulness to sin that you and I can't hang with. Amen. We think we can hang with it till, brother, it ain't playing on your terms. It's gonna drag you. Is gonna take from you, steal from you, steal your walk with God, just by listening to a little rap song, just by uh, bumping uh, uh, some gangster rap song or, or, <laughs> or some rock song, Guns N' Roses, Black Sabbath. I don't know what you, Motley Crue, Van Halen. I don't. Maybe I know more of them than I should. Amen. But those things are from hell. I'm to just is that blunt enough? And we like to think, oh well it's just a guitar riff. It's really not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now now my musicians in here, you know what it is. You might learn a little bit of jazz this, jazz that, whatever, but but you can't you can't live there, amen? You can't live there. Now let me let me stay on track here. They're not heaven or hell issues. But well, I don't know about you, but my Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 5.22, to abstain from all appearance of evil. And we have, we don't take the word of God literal. I'm sorry. And we get different translations that, that kind of water it down a little bit and help you understand it. Some say, oh, I can't understand the King James Version. It's, it's too old. You can understand that. And if you can't understand that, you can't understand English or Greek, or whatever language it might be in, it says abstain. What's that mean? I didn't look up the Greek, but it means stay away from all appearance of evil. Amen. Now, me personally, <laughs> I don't know if it was torrent, <clears throat> someone like that, forgive me, because I'm human. I, I cough, I all that stuff. But anyway, I think it was Torrance, someone like that, and, and it might not have been him. It might have been, a, i just seen it somewhere else. But personally, I, and, and I, I'm going to just be real, and Melissa knows, I, I either literally look like I'm about to go to the gym and lift weights, or I look like I'm going to church. I don't even, I'm, I'm either wearing literal sweatpants and a T-shirt, and I'm just laying in a recliner or something, or I'm putting on a suit and I'm going to church. Amen. But for some reason, nowadays, uh, we suits are frowned upon. <laughs> Why is that? Now, when I was, I don't know, ever since I've been born, I knew that the preacher's wearing a suit. Now, that ain't because... Now, now this is where we make the mistake. This is where we make the mistake. When we, number one apply it for righteousness. You have to wear a suit or a collared shirt or something in order to be righteous. That's wrong. That's a sin. That's not in the Bible. You won't find it there. It's not true. Number two, when we demand everyone, wear the same thing. Amen? Not everyone has to wear the same thing. We're, we're all different. There's different styles. There's different this. There's different that. But for the life of me, I can't figure out the way the modern church is going because, uh, I mean, it's, they're a dime a dozen, amen, to, now, now look, if I, if you got skinny jeans or a windbreaker suit, whatever you got, and you're preaching the truth, glory to God, but I'm going to just tell you, a lot of these guys are wearing that, and they're not preaching the truth, (laughs) that's just, I don't know, but, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose my thought, because I'm talking to believers here tonight, because after you experience the born-again experience, you will be changed from the inside out. Now, like I said, let me be crystal clear. When I get out of here, I'm throwing on my favorite Nike sweatpants. Yes, they made Satan shoes. My sweatpants don't got Satan nothing on them. And I'm going to just lay that out there. But when I get home, putting on my Nike sweats, eating some steak that I got and um, going to bed, right? I ain't gonna be wearing a suit at home I'm not gonna be wearing a suit traveling in the car in the airport I'm just not doing that. you see guys running around there with a suit I'm sure they're doing business but other than that I ain't wearing a suit in the airport (laughs) I never have never will and I've flown a lot but I ain't doing that but now due to church hurt due to those laws you can't wear earrings that cost more than this Whatever that might be. It used to be, I don't know, 20 bucks, something like that. If it's more than that, then brother, you're just living in sin. That makes literally no sense. I'm going to just be honest. But I have to ask, and I want to bring this before you, church, here today. Why are we opposed to that way? Why are we opposed to a suit? Why are we opposed to a tie? That does nothing for me. I'm going to be honest. I preach in a t-shirt on Mondays on Wednesdays. It has no, it's just a, I can't put my finger on it. But I'm talking tonight, though I'm talking about the outward appearance, I'm talking about the heart. Because there's an opposition to it. And I like what someone said, God looks upon the heart, man looks upon the outward appearance. We know that, First Samuel sixteen seven. But I like what someone says, they said, but man does look on the outward appearance. <laughs> so if you're walking around, with a big skull on your shirt and you're trying to tell someone about Jesus, it ain't gonna work. I'm just be honest. If you're if and, and don't get me wrong, you don't gotta wear a plain white shirt. But I'm just talking about what are we what are we what are we representing? Amen? Can't wear short shorts on the platform. Amen? Hello? These are just things <laughs> but we, we, we like to over and you say, Brother Terrence, but why? But why? But why? But I don't need to say why. It's just wrong. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Come out from among them. We're to be different. Though it's not all about that, that has part to do with it. I'm going to just be completely real. Look, like Brother Jason said, he wears cowboy boots, T-shirts, and then that's that. But what's on the shirt? Amen? It ain't none of this stuff. Ain't no Rolling Stones or something like that. Amen? I'm going to just be honest it's just not that. Um, I ain't gonna say what I was just gonna say, but you know, but I'm saying be careful. Now I had a, I had a, I had a friend, he used to cut my hair when I lived in Baton Rouge and he, we were just talking. I was trying to talk to him about the Lord, things like that. And he said that he'd go to church, you know, some two, three times a year. I'm gonna tell you this brother, I'm gonna just lay it out. He's not saved. Um, not living for God, really, but he believes that God exists, Jesus is real, that kind of thing, but there ain't too much fruit there, but he said that, I mean, he got up one day, and he was going to go to church. I mean, he laid it out, suit, cuffs, he, this is literally what he said, suit, cuffs, tie, dress shoes. I mean, this is just what he expected. I'm going to church. He said he walked in, everyone in there was wearing gym shorts, t-shirts, Jordan shirts, He was like, on a Sunday morning, he's like, what is this? (laughs) He literally felt so out of place, he said he couldn't even stay the whole service, amen? But since when has that, when has that, when did that go out the window? Why did that go out the window? Now, I'm not here standing up, and I'm going to get where I'm going. I'm not here standing up for suits, amen? I ain't wearing one right now. I got jeans on, amen? And some would throw tomatoes at me for that, but that is what it is. You got the legalistic that ruin everything. You got those that are, uh, uh, what's the word, super hyper charismatic and that have ruined everything because now Pentecostals have a bad name because of them guys. Because you go to their church, you can't even tell what's going on. And I'm going to get there too in just a minute. But it's a sad day when the lost, like my friend had experienced, they, they can't even tell if they're in a the church or not. <laughs> Hello? Amen. I had a brother said to me one time, literally came out of my dorm room. I'm getting ready to go to church. I mean, family worship center, you know, great church, best church out there. I got a suit on. This is what we did. There was like a couple of us standing there. Just one kick up. Why are you guys wearing suits? Why are you mad? <laughs> I'm going to worship. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you mad by wearing a suit. I'm, I'm, I didn't, but unfortunately we used to try to be different from the world. Now we're trying to be different from the church, but Paul said, come out from among them, be you separate. There should be a clear distinction. And I know I've talked a lot about dress, but let me hit you with this. Why are we doing it? That's my question, because this is what the, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the core of my message. We're trying to do it to reach the youth. We're trying to do it to reach the world. We're trying to do it for all the wrong reasons. I get it. I ain't, I ain't wearing no collar shirt everywhere I go, to Food Lion and Walmart, stuff like that. I ain't doing that. But, when, but I'm going to just be real with you. The loss, when they go to church, they expect something. They expect it to be like church. <laughs> Hello? Now you say, Terrence, you got scripture for that. A little bit. Exodus chapter 28 said, this is talking about the, the, high, the high priest, said, And you shall make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty, and you shall speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. It was a beautiful robe that they wore, designed by God. Amen. And I say these things because we think God don't care about the small things. Amen? But he cares about the small things. You, hello? Now let me just say this again because I know that maybe someone online, may I don't want no one to stumble over this. You don't got to dress up all the time. I'm just saying, what's on your shirt? <laughs> hello? I'm just saying, what, what are you trying to portray? What are you trying to represent? Because I'm going to tell you, brother, when I got saved, I wasn't running around here looking for 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 some guy wearing a windbreaker suit preaching the gospel. I wanted, I just needed something. I just wanted to see what church was, and thank God I found it. Amen. And when I got saved, you see, there was this thing where you wear your pants below the waist back in the day, and that's still going on, unfortunately. That was the stupidest thing that you ever thought of, and I used to do that, right? Now, Paul said, Do we glory in the things we were once ashamed of? God forbid. Amen? But I don't know why, but I used to fall into that category, Brother Aiden. Amen? But when I got saved, Brother, I hiked them up. Amen? I'm going to just be honest. And and this is just my testimony. You can take it as you want. It went from a a T-shirt to a collared shirt to a collared shirt with a tie to a collared shirt with a coat with a tie to a suit. That was just my testimony. No one told me to do that. I'm being God's honest truth. I just Maybe it's because I'm a preacher. I think that is what it is. Because you don't got to trust me. But it just naturally happened as a result of that which happened inward. Amen? But for some reason, we want to get away from uh, church as we know it, maybe because the church hurt or maybe for other reasons, but we're to be clearly separate, and I'm talking primarily right now, when you walk into the house of God, you should know you're in the house of God. Amen. I don't need another DJ. Don't need another rock show. Don't need another light show. Don't need the smoke going all over here and over there, but I need the gospel. Amen. Because when your heart's hurting, when you're struggling, you don't need entertainment. Amen. You don't need Christian rap you don't need Christian rock, you don't need Christian metal, God forbid, and that's really a thing, but you need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said, we preach Christ crucified. In most churches, I guarantee you, brother Jason, that they are, their walk with God is shallow because, how do you know that, Terrence? Because of what they preach. Because I've heard them preach 17 times. I could name names. We won't do that. But I've heard them preach 14 times. And they said the word cross like literally once. Finished work once. I'm talking. And they didn't even expound on it. They're talking about marriage. They're talking about what to do when someone offends you. They're talking all these different topics. But the one that will save you. But the one that will set you free. But the one that will sanctify you. Because Paul said... We preach Christ crucified. And I'm here to tell you, if you thought the gospel was something different than that, then you need to read your Bible. Because it's Christ crucified. Because there, he broke the power of sin. Through that, the Holy Spirit can live in you. Through that, he is sanctifying you when you're looking there. And through that, he can bless you physically. He can bless you financially, materially. He'll lead and guide you to what job you should have, what job you shouldn't have. All because of that. So your job is every day you wake up, look to Calvary. Jesus, you did it for me. Jesus, this is my need. I know that you met it, and I thank you, and I worship you, and I praise you. But for some reason, I'm telling you what, we got we got, we got it all. Now, now, I wish I couldn't say this. All right, let me ask this, though. Is it a subtle rebellion, or are we trying to reach the youth? Now, what do you mean by that? I'm talking about, Do again, the church. No, I can't even share this. I really don't want to, because I couldn't even believe it when I seen it. Honest to everything, I, I literally didn't know what to do. I wanted to throw my phone, but I was like, man, I won't have a phone, so I just didn't young man, I'm sure, I, I believe you love God. I do, but, but, uh, I'm talking about the slaying out there today. I'm talking about being different. I'm talking about coming out from among them, being separate, not just coming out, but being and staying separate. Young man had a shirt. He was on a platform talking, singing, something like that. And, um, And this is going around. This is a real thing. They really sell these t-shirts. Honestly, before God, I wish I couldn't even say this was real. Shirt said, God is dope. Meaning God is cool. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? We have people literally don't know which way to turn. And we're worried about being cool. I like that post i seen said, make pastors uncool again. Amen. Make America and make pastors uncool again. Because we got pastors that are so focused on being cool. But the people are starving. And when you give the people candy, they come in week after week. And they may tell other people. But now you have a bunch of dying people. That are coming in because you're worried about growing your church. You're worried about making it big and, and having big numbers. and But you're preaching that of a candy cane gospel. And therefore, everyone that's coming in there is receiving candy. Now you have that of a bunch of babies spiritually. But it's not even it's their fault for sure. But it's the pastor's even more. Amen. But Paul didn't come to be cool. Amen. Paul didn't come with... Excellency of speech. Paul didn't come with wisdom of words. He came with a cross. Glory to God. I'm not talking about carrying it on the shoulder. You can do that too. But he came to preach. He didn't come. He did not use wisdom of words. Excellency of speech. The Lord knows we don't use it here. But what we are preaching. If you'll get a hold of it, if you'll open up your Bible, say, God, show me something, he will take you to Calvary. And later he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And some say, brother, that ain't for today. Why? Amen. My Bible says Acts chapter 2. Amen. They were all gathered together, one accord. Glory of the Lord filled the house. They spoke with other tongues. Amen. Amen. But they say, oh, brother, that ended with the apostles. How? Did did Calvary, amen? Did sanctification, did justification. So how did that, amen? Healing is still for today. Baptism with the Holy Ghost, still for today. Salvation, sanctification, still for today. And Jesus is definitely coming again. These things are all for now. If you ain't preaching any of those, what are you preaching? But Paul said, we preach Christ crucified. But they feel the need to have rap shows to reach the youth. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Unfortunately, I used to listen to rap and, uh, because that's the number one. I had a brother say, man, rap ain't even music. I was like, are you nuts? <laughs> of course, it's garbage, but it's music. Just let's be real. But anyway, it's the number one music out there now. And I was listening to a song one time by a particular artist, and I had my mom, and she, uh, she, I believe she was living for the Lord at the time, and she was no uh, saint that had been living for God for 40 years, but she just, I was just listening to the song, she walked in the room, she may not even remember this, she's watching, but she walked in and said, Terrence, you shouldn't be listening to that, what are you doing, you know, basically she was saying, I thought you were living for the Lord, because I was, and I was trying, I was doing something like that. I had, I had experienced the power of God in my life. But I thought that I could listen to a little bit of rap. wasn't a month later. I was out in the world 100%. Amen. You can't just listen to this stuff and just, it, I'm, music has a force to it. Now, some say, Brother Zarin's talk to me after service. I ain't talking to you after service. Let me let me hit you with this one. Let me hit you with this one. Because again, I don't want to preach my opinions. This is this is mind blowing. <laughs> Are you ready? Music was created by God. <laughs> Music was created for God. For worship. <laughs> so if it ain't used for that, automatically it's a perversion of what it was originally created for. Amen? If you create a car and you say this is to drive down the road, and you use it for off-road, I'm talking a regular car, use it off-road and you're going to beat it up. You try to use it as a boat, it's going to sink. If you use music for that which is outside of which God intended it to be, then it's a perversion. Now, we have many genres in the church, amen? And (laughs) I ain't even going to get started. I'm going to just... I've been praying more this week than I ever have. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be honest. What is wrong with the hymns now? God is still making music, uh, giving people songs. Let me let me put that out there. If it's 2019, that don't mean it's wrong. You got people that believe that. I ain't talking about that. You don't gotta listen for something from the 1700s. And then you got people singing, "I'll fly." away, and it's just the most boring arrangement you ever even dreamed of. So I ain't here to stand up for these things, but I want to I wanna run this by your mind and let you think about it if anyone in here falls into this category, because this new movement, I'm talking about get on YouTube and just, you say, what's YouTube? I don't know what to say then, <laughs> but get online and look this stuff up. This ain't just some little corner thing. This dominates, dominates the church, what I'm about to say. But why is there a problem with the hymns? Let me just ask that, first of all, because some people, man, they're just like, wow, if you sing that, you're just nuts. You're crazy, brother. That's way too old. Brother, when I got saved, I was 16. (laughs) I wanted to hear something that talked about Jesus, and I didn't have to figure out, is this talking about Jesus or not? Amen? And I'm going to just say this. If a song is controversial, I'm going to bypass it because there's too many that aren't controversial. It's just really that, and I, don't, I ain't going to go no deeper than that. There's too many that we know are good. Even in the 2000s, let me put that out there, we sing a lot of it. There's a lot of old songs that are good, but those which are controversial can be bypassed because there's too many that aren't controversial, amen? If I'm struggling to understand a song, the message in it, and if the arrangement is tearing me up and making me feel, all, I ain't listening to it. Now, music is made of melody, rhythm, harmony. If one of those are out, I'm talking about, you say, oh, brother, what do you, no, I like my beats, I like this, that. Let's play Amazing Grace and throw whatever beat you want on it. That song's going to be different, 100%. That song is the anthem of the church, the greatest song ever written. That's just an example. You don't got to sing Amazing Grace every day of your life. So, So hear me out. But I'm talking about gray areas. But the gray areas, the gray areas will lead you to a place that you never potentially intended to be. And again, why do that when you have that which you know is right? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Why, why go that route when you know you have that which is right? And a lot of times it's, but I like this, and but I like that. But no. He said, come out from among them, be you separate. Amen? God created music, melody, rhythm, harmony you mess up one of them one of them you're you're going to be in a weird spot. Now we got a lot of churches messing up harmony. Amen. <laughs> but do it with all your soul, make a joyful no- noise unto the Lord. Amen. But we've lowered the standard to reach the youth. But I believe with all my heart and I know that there's young people even in this room that are still hungry for the truth because it's the gospel that changes the heart, and here we are going, I got to change the music to reach them. If the power of God that created the world can't reach your little heart, then nothing will. Amen? But we think still, I got to do this, and then the young people will come. What are you going to do? Trick them into accepting the Lord Jesus Christ into their heart? Hey kids, here's can't You see my lights? Come on. And then you preach to them, and they're like, "Wow, I'll accept them." Sure, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna do it. They need to hear the gospel of the when they come to church and outside. But when they come to church, there needs to be a clear line of what they're receiving. Amen. Our young people here, and we are not opposed to activities. I say it every single week. I'm going to probably get an ice cream truck out here. I'm going to do that. But I like what Spurgeon said, if you need a carnival to get them in, you're going to need a carnival to keep them in. Because if if you come to church for events, then we're going to have to have more events to keep you in. What if we stopped having events? Would you still come? I've been to Mexico, brother, where literally they don't have a building. They have a... It's cinder block on two sides with a roof on the top. It looked like a four-year-old druid. They get in that and worship God. Their pulpit is a literal stick with a bigger stick running that way. Hello? But they worship God. I don't... Zacchaeus was in a tree. <laughs> Let alone if you're under one. Let alone if... <laughs> I don't care where you are. God will change your life if you allow him to. And I know what I'm talking about because he changed me. He saved me. I don't need the things of the world to help my relationship with God, to draw me to Christ. It was him that did it. But there's that desire to coast. amen. There's that desire to just flow through it, baby, to just get as close as I can. And Jesus talked about falling by the wayside. God forbid that be anyone in this room. Amen? Now, let me hit you with this. This I did not come to make friends tonight. I did not come to make friends. You ain't going to like this. I'm telling you, online and in here. But again, let the Holy Spirit deal with you. We like the word personal convictions a little bit too much. Amen? Let me, let me, let me kind of take my shirt off. We got, now that sounded weird, but let me just. All right. All right. Done, I should have done that. At the, I'm just like Brother Jason this week. Now, I feel weird with the tucked in tee, so you're going to have to just bear with me. This T-shirt a little too big, too, I think, but tattoos. Rooted in paganism. Hello? Amen? I got them all up my arms. One, two. This is like five. Six. Rooted in paganism. Is there anything else I need to say there? Because we got believers that, man, I'm going to go get a big picture of Jesus on my chest, and people are really going to come to Christ. No. You don't need your tattoo to get people to Christ. Now, some would say, man, I just kind of like them. I'm not sure if God does, right? Now, these aren't heaven and hell issues. You ain't going to... And some would say, oh, brother, you're saying I'm going to hell. I never said that. I'm just saying that tattoos are rooted in paganism. The people of God, old Abraham didn't say... Now, he got his flesh cut. That was different, though. But he... (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) if I didn't say Abraham, I wouldn't have probably said that, but, but no, the the saints of old didn't go around getting their arms cut up, amen, the saints of old didn't go around (laughs) getting tattooed, this is, this, this. How do we recover from that, right? We all here, we got tattoos rooted in paganism. But we like to say, brother, I ain't going to hell over it. No one even said you were. But why do you want to do it? Amen, that's my question. Now, again, if you go out here, you got an appointment set up this week, and I just ruined it, and you still go ahead and do it, then that's you, and you ain't going to hell. I'm just asking you, why are you going to pay $400 to get your arm cut into and have a sick design on it, right? Is that what they call it? Cool, right? Why are you doing it? It's for you most of the time. Now, and I'm going to just, but I got them, right? But I like what someone said. They said the less power a church has, the more entertainment it has. Amen? Amen and i'm being dead honest you literally can't lead worship unless you got a cool hairdo and tight jeans and a tattoo i mean you just can't it's just <laughs> it, i i don't and i and i'm sure these guys love god I, 100% but i'm just saying like brother i i can't understand. there ain't nothing wrong is there anything wrong with tight jeans i don't know maybe maybe it's just i was brought up different i don't want to preach tradition but i don't understand like sometimes you just like man like why that's all. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just literally wondering why. But someone says the less power a church has, the more entertainment it has. What's the answer to these things? Coming back. Coming back to the cross. Coming back to Christ. Coming back to where you started. Amen? Jesus said, and I don't take pleasure in saying these things. But Jesus said that if you're lukewarm, though he loves you, you'll have to be spewed out of his mouth. Though he loves you, your candlestick can be removed. Because if you're trying to stay too close to the world, you will... You will not be able to live for Christ in the way that he desires or the way that you should, and eventually it will just shipwreck your faith, and you'll find yourself by the wayside. But these things, dress, music, tattoos, and culture things, trying why are we trying to stay as close to them as we should? Remember I said God's in your car, and when you're listening to whatever you're listening to, God's in your living room when you're watching the TV. God's in your bedroom when you're watching the TV. And God knows that that's something I've struggled with as well, watching movies that you know you shouldn't watch. Amen? Watching shows that you know you shouldn't watch. There was a big one going around. I don't even barely remember the name of it a few years back. I mean, I knew Christians every stripe watching this thing, and I watched it for 30 seconds. I ain't no better than them, but I just knew this ain't right. This ain't what we're doing. I was talking to Avon earlier. He said he went to a church when he was younger with a friend. They had some light show, something like that, heavy metal. I don't remember. And, but he said he didn't even know anything. He just knew that wasn't right. But our God said, come out from among them, be you separate. Now, if you're saved, he has already separated you. Now, some would say, Brother Tattoos, there's one scripture in Leviticus that speaks out against it. I know that. And even that doesn't give us a whole lot. But the Bible says in previous verses right here in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You say, Brother, well, I'm saved in my soul and my spirit. My body is just, it is what it is. I'm going to Jack in the Box. I'm getting tattoos. I'm smoking cigarettes. I'm just living it up, baby, because God loves me and I experience his grace. No. He cares about your body as well. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Since I got saved, unfortunately, I have thought about getting another tattoo, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Amen? Just can't. I like, look, they're all right. They look all right, but I'm just not a heaven or hell issue, but where are our hearts? But he said, come out from among them, be you separate. There's Paul said... 1 Corinthians 6, all things are lawful, not all things are expedient. You can do things, but they don't benefit no one. They don't benefit you, they don't benefit your spouse, they don't benefit anyone, any other believer, none of that. So why are you doing it? What are you doing? Amen? Our lives. And let me say this, you only got one. We are the salt and the light of the earth. Amen? God Doesn't count on us, but he does expect us to be that. And when the salt loses its savor, it's of no good but to be trodden under the foot of men. City that is set on a hill cannot be hid. I've gone to, I have a job, secular job, work it a couple times a week, and I can't help but just share the gospel here and there. But I'm salt, I'm a light, and... And that's what it is, and I got to be careful the way I talk. Amen. Can't let a little cuss word slip out here and there. I and mean, just that's what it is, because people never forget that. Now, people, <coughs> I've learned are merciful <coughs> to a degree. They know you're human, but don't end up in that spot in the in the first place. Amen. There's many directions that we could go here. Amen but I'm talking about the gray areas God cares about. The gray areas I believe with all my soul aren't so gray, amen, or as gray as we would like them to be. Let me give you this one. Let me me give you this. Galatians chapter 5. And I ain't looked it up in a while, but I looked it up not too long ago. Witchcraft in the Greek means pharmakia. We get the word pharmaceuticals from that. What happens if you pop a bunch of pills? You get high out of your mind, right? That ain't in the Bible, but if you study, that's in the Bible. We have a responsibility. And if we take the scriptures as what they mean, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, they said, God said, my house Will be a house of sacrifice. And we are the house of God. God indwells us, so therefore we are to act a certain way, look a certain way, all these things. But in closing here tonight, I want to tell you how to do it. Because a lot of preachers get up here and preach all this and just leave you out to dry. How do you do it? It's all, all of it is by faith and grace. None of it is by you. I'm not talking about, because music may be a real struggle with you, amen? And you may really have a hard time turning off whatever band it is, or, and you just really like it, and it just, it just, it just turns you up, gets you, gets you rocking, gets you rolling, helps you start your day. And there are certain things God will tell me not to do that he won't tell you not to do. What are you talking about? I can't play basketball a whole lot. I'll play it here and there, but I just love it so much. I'm very competitive in that area. Uh, Other areas, if we play softball, I'm competitive in it, but it just ain't the same to me as basketball. And I just have a passion for that sport, but I can't be out here playing it twice a week. I just can't. And that guy ain't, literally, I can't do that uh, because, I know, and God knows that just ain't healthy for me. Anything wrong playing a little bit of hoops? No, I won't won't say that. But I'm talking about the gray areas. But how do I do these things? I come back to Calvary. I come back to the cross. I come back to Christ. What do you mean? Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So I got to understand, brother, and, and, and we sing about it, we talk about it, but we got to know that when I got born again, I was crucified with Christ, raised again in newness of life. Therefore, I should walk as he walked, because the Bible says, be you holy as I am holy. And you can't be that on your own, but since you have an imputed righteousness— you are holy through the blood of Christ, but you're to walk in that, amen, by faith, and that's a glorious thing, to know my sins are gone, to know I'm on my way to glory, and it don't go up and down if I had a good day or bad day, but by faith in Christ, I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven, the bondages of sin are broken over my life, he called my name, I ran out of that grave, amen, amen, out of darkness to your glorious day, we're talking about something that takes place on the inward that affects the outward. Amen? I don't care if you come in here in gym shorts next week. I just don't. <laughs> I really don't. But I'm talking about we've tried to get rid of any kind of casual uh, thing. I don't know the way to say it. Uh, moderation. We tried to get rid of all that and say, None of it matters, brother. I'm under the new covenant want to get a tattoo, new haircut, and just rocking my music, even though, you know, it don't really cuss a whole lot, but it openly ain't of God, and I'm just going to listen to it anyway. Come out from among them. Be you separate. saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you unto myself, meaning that if you touch the unclean thing, whatever that might be, whatever way of the world that might be, then he won't receive you unto himself strong words, amen, and that changes the game, amen, because that is black and white. I'm gonna just be real. Black, white, gray, right? Crystal clear, and your life is to be crystal clear, a life that glorifies Christ, and this won't be easy, my friend. I'm gonna just say that right now, because Jesus loves me. This, I know, for the Bible tells me so, but Jesus also came not only with peace, but with a sword, and he'll divide your family, brother, like you wouldn't believe. What are you talking about dividing my family? I'm talking about your mom don't love God, and you do. It ain't going to be the same relationship. I'm talking about your uncle don't love God, and you do. It ain't going to be what it once was. You can still be with the, I'm just saying, Jesus divides things, though. And I hate to say, I don't hate to say that because that's what it is. And I, I I, love this life for Christ and wouldn't take nothing for my journey now, as the song said. But we look at these certain scriptures and say, oh, brother, he ain't talking about that, so I'm just, I'm good. No. Touch not the unclean thing. I'll receive you unto myself and be a father unto you. Amen. Let me, let me, let me. And be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. This is called, in one way or another, the great exchange. I don't understand why God is the way he is. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know why that he would be so merciful, so gracious, so loving, as to send his only begotten son to die on a cross. Amen he said that you will be his son and daughter. If you basically, literally, all these things, he said, Paul said they're lawful, not expedient. So all the ACDC and the Rolling Stones and all that, you ain't losing nothing throwing that in the garbage. Amen. It's the great exchange. Amen. You're getting Christ. You're getting him. You give him your sin, shame, guilt, filth, every bad thing you've ever done. You give him that, and then you will be his son or daughter. Amen? I like how he added that daughter there. Because a lot of times uh, it'll just say man or men or that kind of thing, but it's male, female, all, Jew, Gentile, don't matter. He'll receive you unto himself. Singers and musicians, would you come up here tonight? Gray areas. Amen? I believe they're not so gray. I'm going to just be honest. Not as gray as we'd like them to be. We use the term personal convictions to say that certain things aren't wrong. When they're on edge, they're controversial. If there's things that cause others to stumble in your life, then they need to go. Amen. You say, brother, well, I don't got no huge sin in my life that I'm aware of, but I know that I do this, but it's just not that bad. No. God wants to deal with that too. Not in a condemning way, but he said, if you leave it all, I'll receive you unto myself and you will be my son and my daughter. If you're a parent in here, Imagine how that you would treat your son or daughter on your best day times a thousand, times a million. You can't treat uh, your children the way that God will treat you. Amen. But the great exchange. Touch not the unclean thing. Lay down the things of the world. Lay down the gray areas. And he'll receive you unto himself. Would you stand here with us tonight? I don't know what they have to sing. But whatever it is here tonight that you might need, or whatever it is that you may want to lay down, amen. He's here. And he said, I'll receive you unto myself. There's been many areas that I have been confused about in the past that I had to say, Lord, just take it, you're right. And I never regretted it. Amen but the church it's time that we be the church amen jesus is coming soon there ain't time to to be on the fence there's not time to be one foot in one foot out it's all in 100% but it's not in a religious way it's just lord here i am lord i thank you you receive what he's already done for you amen that's what it's all about as they sing it here tonight if you want to make a place at this altar We're not in a hurry. These altars are open, and it's all between you and the Lord. Amen? Would you sing it? i yeah. This is the kind of God we serve. What this song's talking about right here, amen. We don't need a big show to worship God. We need a simple song that says, come to the altar. Your forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. There's no other answer to the sin problem than the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. If you've been looking elsewhere, there's nowhere to look, but that is the answer. Amen. We don't need anything else. He said when he was on the cross, it is finished. And if we're struggling with something, it's our fault, not his fault. Amen. Would you sing just another verse in the chorus one more time? Let's worship for just a little bit longer.
0: was not the what, the why. And if we ever wonder why, instead of asking people, we need to make sure we're asking the Lord. And you're absolutely dead on. The gray areas aren't so gray. We make them gray because we like it that way. We try to justify what we do. And and I'm, I'm so thankful that you made clear that it's not a heaven or hell issue, it's who are we represent representing? Who are we asking to live in us and dwell in us and to lead us and to guide us and for them to see in us? It's not us, it's Christ in us. We are different. You are different. We're to be different. There is no blending in when you're a Christian, when you're a believer. You cannot, you just can't blend in. You can't blend the light into darkness. It just don't happen. There's no way to do it. Sure, everybody's different. Sure, there are different issues or different things or whatever. We're talking about Christ. Don't miss the forest for the tree that, you, that you're looking at. We desire any, Karen said it, I'm going to repeat it, anybody to come in these doors. But what we expect and what we believe is for the power of the Holy Spirit to change. Not only you, but us as well. We don't expect to stay the same. We don't expect to, st- nobody joins a gym expecting to stay out of shape. You just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, maybe I did, but I- You don't... That's why I'm still out of shape. You just don't do that. You don't start a diet at the beginning of the year thinking, I'm just going to stay heavy. We expect the changing power. That's what he does. He changes us. So when we're asking people, instead of asking people, ask the Lord. Because people's going to give you a million opinions. Ask the Lord. Should I wear this? Should I go here? Should I do that? Should I involve myself? Ask the Lord. I promise he'll lead you and guide you in all truth. We encourage you. Thank you, Terrence. Next month, you're going to have a massive introduction. If you can get me your bio, I will. It's, we're going to have drum rolls, probably uh, some, some of those confetti things. You're just going to be in awe. And I'm going to work on my excellency of speech. (laughs) I know what he's talking about. We're just playing. It's plain Jay. But uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And uh, thank you for all you do. Thank you, Melissa, for pouring your hearts out. I'm going to ask you to do something, and and, and I never do this, but I want us, and and it's not to embarrass, but I believe in blessing people. And I believe that they have given more than, than, than you would ever know it or ever realize. And they don't know that I'm going to do this, and I didn't know I was going to do this until just now. But I want you to bless this family tonight. If you can give something to bless. They're, they're a wonderful family who deserve uh, more than, than we can physically, financially do. But bless them and uh, just sow into their lives. This is a giving church, but uh, we, can, we can bless them, and uh, yeah, as you leave, if you want to drop it in, I don't even, yeah, there, there's the offering plate. Uh, if you just want to drop something in, we'll, we'll make sure that they get it, but we love them so much, and uh, Malachi today at lunch was already eyeballing Charlie through the pictures, I'm telling him, I am not opposed to prearranged marriages with daughters. It just is not that bad. But we love them. Thank you for being obedient. The controversial messages aren't fun, but you got to do it. And uh, the gray areas aren't that gray. Ask the Lord. He'll lead you and guide you. We love you guys. Join us Tuesday morning, Lord willing. We'll have an online Bible study. No more of you Mondays Mondays tomorrow. Quickly, before you go, the first Sunday in May. What is that, May the May the 2nd, that Sunday night, we will have a Food and Fellowship. We had not had one in a long time. Uh, if you're wondering what to bring, drinks or dessert, everything else will be taken care of, unless you don't like Low Country Bowls. If you don't know what a Low Country Bowl is, it's uh, uh, potatoes, sausage, corn, uh, shrimp, and uh, possibly crab.